Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Midpoint. I am delighted that my guest today is the wonderful 53-year-old mum of 3, Davina McCall, who's flaunting her toned arms. That's a reference to something we're going to chat about, so now you've got to stay tuned. But I think you should anyway because she is a force of nature and a positive woman who is frank about a range of topics, her HRT, her libido, her love of Jane Fonda, and the grief that happens when a long-term relationship breaks down. Davina's incredible career has spanned four decades with shows from Street Mate to Big Brother, Long Lost Family and The Masked Singer. It shows no signs of slowing down just like her. This episode is brought to you by our super friends at Solgar. They have over 300 products which have been created using their science-backed formula and I have a treat for you because if you fancy trying any of their minerals or vitamins, I have a discount code. It is The Midpoint 20 for 20% off the full range. So the Midpoint is capital T, capital M, capital P, 20 in numerical figures. That's 20% off. Go to solgar.co.uk. Now just to say, uh, Davina and I tried to record this episode a week before, but technology failed us as you're going to gather. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Oh my god, I'm better than last time. I felt so frazzled last time. You know how annoying it is when you can't get technology to work and I just I'm like that surprised oh. me how frustrated I get. How I lose I think it might be again it might be part of this age that we start to lose patience. I just with I everything. get really cross. <laughs> yes. Like with everything and everyone. Um <laughs> and I do feel that very funny sort of um you know Mrs Disgruntled of Tunbridge Wells like i i, I you know i i <laughs> i want to write letters and i i feel i i think what it is do you know what it is gabby i think as i get older i feel like i have a voice and it's not necessarily that my voice is correct but that at a certain age people have to afford me the the privilege of being heard <laughs> i i think it's i i kind of, i yeah i i i think it's that it's because it's kind of respect in a way yes. isn't it like you know we're told to respect our elders but also yes. you, we've got to have acquired some wisdom something by now surely right <laughs> like something along the way has got to have gone in and the other thing is that um i think i am more bullsy than I was when I was young. I was pretty bullsy when I was young, but I'm definitely more um I'm less afraid of asking for something or, you know, if something was supposed to come like this, then I'll go, "No, but I did ask for it like that." And you can do it in a nice way, but when I was mm. younger, I literally couldn't do stuff like that. I would cross my legs, I'd have to walk away if if my dad, you know, ever sort of sent something back, I'd just be I like I know I have this ongoing thing with my daughter who in many ways is really confident and I admire her so much her kind of tenacity and the way she gets hold of stuff. She hates me sending things back in restaurants. And um, she'll say, "Just eat I mean, it." Yeah. <laughs> 
but I didn't order spaghetti carbonara. I ordered a piece of fish. You know what I mean? I'm dairy intolerant. It is funny. It is. It is. I think also by de- definition in midlife and we you know we get over 40 time's running out haven't got time for, yeah. for the no, nonsense no time for, <laughs> just... no no time for that and also like you know if something needs to be changed i was watching um i introduced my daughter to jane fonda yesterday oh what a joy what the, the old what 80s stuff oh, okay. what a woman have no but wait have you spoken to, she needs to be on this podcast oh my gosh i would love to have jane fonda on here i i've i was just i went on a binge watch of jane fonda's instagram her instagram is something to behold firstly she's just oh fran I love. I've got a cup of tea. Oh, cheers! Fran, Hi, you Fran. Are amazing. Hi, Fran. <laughs> last week, um, Gabby's saying hello. Last week it was Michael Hi. Douglas. Hi. She says bringing home. you. I know. Bringing... This week it's from. <laughs> I just have like tea brought to me. Do you know? Um, I was reading. Um, there's going to be lots of asides, I reckon, in this podcast. But oh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, reading yeah. an good, article good. Like the it. other day about um, happiness and simple things and how couples, kind of, you know, in lockdown, are kind of having to. Some couples are just it's it's a nightmare, and it's you know they're realising yes. there's nothing in common. Other couples yes. really wanting to try and work out what it is that they like about each other, and you know. And this therapist said, um, uh, just surprising somebody with a cup of tea during the day when you're working, it's so simple, or a blowjob. <laughs> They don't work as well on Zoom, though. Uh, <laughs> but um, but it is true. If my, my husband comes in sometimes, he just plonks a cup of tea down on the desk. It's so nice because you haven't asked I for know, it. I know. It is really nice. It, no, it is really nice. And I think when you've been together for a very long time, how long have you guys been together? We have been together 22 years in January. Married. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing, Married right? 20 years next And those, those little kindnesses are very important. And they are so easy it's, to it's a, forget. It's a thoughtful thing, isn't it? It is. Yes. It is. And that's also another thing about midlife. Being okay with dropping the ball is such a relief, isn't it? Because I think the pressure to be perfect and the pressure to be, you know, all things to all people is just too much. It's too much. And I I am... Um... I don't know about you, but on a weekly... I mean, I'm on HRT, right? So I have absolutely no excuse to be going do lally, but I'm still going do lally on the HRT. I am less angry. I don't get night sweats. I don't get hot flushes. These are the things that have gone. My joints feel okay. My bones feel lubricated and strong. But my memory... And like you, Gabby, I, I work. I've got kids. I have a partner. Um, life is very busy and chaotic. And you have to know a lot of stuff in your business about sort of everything. And I do lots of different jobs. So I have a hundred different hats on. So uh, I could be going from long lost family one day to the mass singer the next, to a Garnier job, to something else. And I'm learning different things for everything. And my brain sometimes, because um, when I went to my doctor and I said, look, please help me. I think I've got Alzheimer's because obviously my dad's got Alzheimer's. And I was like, I'm always paranoid. I know I haven't really, but yeah. I'm like, am I okay to her? She said, it's called cognitive overload. And at our stage in life, you know, often our kids are all older. We thought it was going to get easier it does not. No, it's, the, it's the most no. challenging period of parenting ever, isn't it? Oh, how old are yours now? 15. So, yeah, um, so, twins, so, so basically 15, you know, is not old enough to drive. I am useful. Dav's cab. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm Dav's cabs at the weekend. I'm just driving all over the country to uh, try and Pick up and, and drop off things. Me. Yes. Yeah. But like, 
literally probably three hours a day at the weekend just driving around yeah i mean obviously in lockdown not so much but um but generally speaking that's what i'm doing so it is full on anyway this morning i was filming a youtube clip and uh, i've started a youtube channel which is one of my greatest joys for women our age and and your is this own your goals yeah no 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 nothing to do with that this is own your goals is um only online um, it's like a website, but um, this is just Davina McCall. I'm doing a YouTube channel. I'm doing like makeup for ladies with lots of skin on the top of their eyes and bits of their face that pull out. I love and, that lots of skin um, on top of your eyes. Um, which which you know I mean? bit like, should I put the makeup from? on? Is it that bit? Yes. <laughs> and then you, it looks one way when your eyes are like that. But the minute you open your eyes, you're like... Where's the makeup gone? It's all gone in the freaking folds. <laughs> like the, like it's disappeared. And drawing an eyeliner over the top of your eye with all the extra skin, you pull your skin out and you draw the eyeliner and then you put it back and you go, what's happened? Constantinus. It's so wonky. What does Jane Fonda anyway, say about this? I mean, she, she, she must go. Okay, well, let's get back to Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda, I was on her Instagram page. She is just a legend and... And my daughter went, well, she's had quite a lot of work. I said, she can do whatever the hell she wants, this woman. I said, Jane Fonda, I said, guess how old she is? She went 77. I said, she's 84. She's not 84. I said, this woman has been arrested more <laughs> times than I've been out clubbing in the last 10 years. She is extraordinary. She's amazing. And I showed her some of the old footage of Jane, you know, Barbarella, like all these different kind of movies that she's done where she was slightly a pin-up and then she got more and more serious as she got older and her parts got more and more serious and then the activism that she did. And I said, she is trying to make the world a better place for Mm. you. I said, she's 84. She spent most of the year before lockdown just getting arrested everywhere. She was like, what are they going to do to me? What's the worst that could happen to me? Put me in prison and I die. Oh dear, (laughs) I've lived an amazing life. I don't care. I was like, oh, I love you. What a good new role model. Because I kind of like, you know, and professionally... You know, I used to look up to people, kind of think, well, they're still on the telly, you know. Um, Joanna Lumley yes. still has work. But actually, Jane Fonda takes it to a different... I mean, Joanna obviously did her amazing Next level with the Gurkhas. But Jane Fonda takes it to a different level, doesn't she? And um, you obviously grew up, I mean, in many ways, in front of our eyes in terms of your television life with Big Brother being such a kind mm. of iconic show. You had your babies mm. through the show. People kind of then felt that they could have a piece of you, didn't they? Because, you know, you're, you're having your family in front of our eyes. And what what was that like for you as somebody who gives so much, you know, you're very honest, but Mm. but I know wants to kind of protect and, you know, shield kind of your family. So how did you get that balance? Yeah, I mean, that's 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 always been a very delicate thing, because, you know, um, as my children got older, they were always like, well, why don't you want to take us anywhere or show us (laughs) off to anybody? And I, I kept sort of saying. I mean, when they got old enough to understand, when they were sort of 10, 11, 12, I was like, one day you are going to get so drunk that you will throw up outside somewhere in London on a pavement and you'll be surrounded by other very drunk friends of yours and you will be very pleased that there is not a camera or a paparazzi photographing Davina McCall's daughter, wankered, (laughs) coming out of a nightclub. Um, you know, I said you will be very, very pleased. But nobody knows what that you look you are like. Not famous, yeah. yes. Or when you, go, I mean, my 
eldest is at um, university now. Wow. She's just in her first year at university. I know, she's 19. Oh, my gosh. How weird is that, that Holly? Is, yeah. So just for anybody listening, just to put Holly in context, she was series two of Big Brother, <laughs> Brian Dowling, In My Tummy. Um, Brian Dowling wasn't weird, in your right? tummy. Uh, yeah, so. Brian Dowling but wasn't in my tummy, but Holly was. Uh, oh and so gosh. she's gone to university and she is now very grateful that she can go to university and walk around the campus and no one knows she who she is. She comes without any baggage. No one cares who she mm. Yeah, she comes without any baggage. And she has and a she different surname as friends. well, which is um, nice mm. for her. So there's no kind of... Sense. Which is yeah. great. And um, nice for me too, because it's a bit like being uh, Hannah Montana. You know, I am Miley at home, so I'm Davina Robertson at home, and then I'm Davina McCall at work. So it's like a, it's like a slightly separated, different life. Although as I've got older and my kids have got older, and when they leave home, I probably will let people more in but it's just I've been a very protective mother bear around my kids well yesterday I got a delivery of these trousers which I've got them actually in a box over there they're going to go back to Victoria Beckham do you need um, to show me do you want, I'll show you them I'll show you them I'll show what? you them. you bought trousers from Victoria Beckham how much money are you making yeah, Gabby what the hell they're a treat right <gasps> I know they're incredible right yes they're incredible keep them why are you sending because them back because when them back. I walk I, Don't I sound it. like a horse they're oh, so yes. noisy okay so I was walking into the kitchen in yeah. them because I to, to demonstrate the, the the noise and um everybody kind of in the kitchen thought a horse had entered the house and um and <laughs> so I said I can't keep them so like, Kenny's like well could you put some Vaseline between your legs I said I can't just like Vaseline up to go out anyway Lois took a quick kind of video of me walking across the kitchen and she put it on her personal um tiktok, TikTok. yeah and, and oh, she God. put gabby thinks she's a kardashian but it was her personal account and she said to me this morning actually a few of the girls came back and said you did look like a kardashian and then you look really good in them and um so i was like oh so that's all right then yeah, yeah. um so now i kind of feel like maybe yeah. i should just vaseline up i mean if anybody takes that quote out of this conversation who knows where that's going to go <laughs> but um they're amazing aren't they and there's the advert for this <laughs> Thank you very much, Gabby. Aren't they amazing, though? I love them. Um, no, they're fabulous. And this is... I did another I did another post on my YouTube channel. So this is quite fun. I really recommend you doing this with your daughters. So you go out shopping with your daughters for stuff that they want. You go to all the shops that they like. So mine like Bershka, Urban, Topshop, Zara, and Mon- Monkey. I always want to call it Monkle, but I think it's called Monkey. And um, I went and I bought, because I, I was walking around and I was thinking, God, I'd give anything to wear that tie-dye tracksuit. <laughs> and I would literally, child of the 80s, tie-dye. Were you in Urban Outfitters to me, by any chance is, when you did this? No, this was in Bershka. Oh, okay. But Urban's got t- loads like, of tie-dye. Everywhere, yeah, tie-dye, yeah. tie-dye everywhere. But I thought, I just, I'm too old to follow these kind of trends. I can't do it. And then I thought, actually, this is quite a good YouTube vlog because why am I too old? I'm going to buy five outfits. You can't try them on in the shop. I'm going to buy them blind. (laughs) I'm going to get them home and I'm going to try them on and see what happens. Anyway, the tie-dye tracksuit was amazing, except the top was a crop top. (laughs) I I looked so much. I thought even I can't cat like. Did you show which daughter were you with? Um, I showed my kids are always very encouraging until I try and wear something out. (laughs) So you could stay in. And they're like, no, maybe not. Hang on. I mean, I know this isn't very good for the podcast. Um, oh, you're wearing you're wearing um, tie dye below today as well. Is that a tie dye legging you have on? 
at the moment, ladies and gentlemen, Davina McCall is bending over and I can see her uh, fabulous backside um, as she bends over. Oh, hello. She's got a pair of tie-dye. Yeah, you've got to keep those. You're keeping those, aren't you? They're green tie-dye with the yellow. Yes, it looks around the vagina. It does look like you've got a sunny vagina. Like a radiating (laughs) sun from my vagina, which is something people often say about me. But... But, oh, Davina, you've got such a sunny vagina. <laughs> I, um, I would keep those if I was you. Although I do know what you mean about this. They're staying. Yeah. They've stayed. Oh, good. Okay. So yeah. they're on the floor because you keep your clothes on the floor now, Davina? Are you regressing to be a 15-year-old? <laughs> I've just... But they're, but they're in my workout. Oh, okay. In the this drawer. This is my workout. Okay. okay, fine. In the drawer. Uh, you've, you've moved this year, haven't you? You've moved. You've. I've moved three times. Oh, okay. Just. Um, but you settled now. Because... No, no. <laughs> um, the papers the papers made that up. Oh. Um, apparently, I'd moved to my forever home oh, uh, after not. my tricky divorce. Um, you know, they love yeah, all the drama. Yeah, yeah. Uh, t- you, by the Davina's way, were you flaunting d- a pair d- of jeans that day, or were you show? I was flaunting. Were you showcasing your arms no, but, in a t-shirt? No, I, <laughs> I was. I was defiantly flaunting. They always use the word defiant with me, which I really Did like. They use defiant. <laughs> She was defiantly flaunting her arms. Yes, that's me. (laughs) In spite of the whole country asking her not to, she still defiantly flaunts her arms in a T-shirt. So, At 53, they always have to put your age in there as well. 53-year-old Davina. They never say that about Philip Schofield or Ant or Deck. I don't know how old Ant or Deck are. So how old's Chester then? Chester's 14. Oh, right, so not far behind them. Just, I feel just about to shoot up. You know, when, like, they suddenly just... He's in that funny year at school where half the class, half the boys in the class are giants. Um, He's not there yet. But his dad, you know, Matthew um, is 6'1". His granddad, my dad, was 6'2". He's going to be a tall guy, He's he's going to be tall. Um, But he's just... He's like, when's it going to happen? Sometimes it's feet that go first, isn't it? Like, their feet grow. And then Ruben is 6'5". But he was always oh, like the big boy in his God. class. So we never had that period where he was always like a head bigger than everybody. <laughs> so, wow. yeah. but now he's he's been six five for a year. So I'm hoping he stopped because okay, it's hope. very Fingers expensive. Crossed. It's very expensive with somebody. Very, very <laughs> expensive. Oh my God! Of course it is. I bought him a new blazer for school, knowing that nobody will ever buy this from me because there is no child who could fit into this blazer. <laughs> I was like, I could sell this <laughs> on. No, I can't. Um, so, so you've had your babies. You you're in this incredible yes. period of your career where you're managing yes. to juggle. You know. Family, and you've got you know this incredible. Uh, I, I would yeah, say it was chaos. Yeah, and it must have been chaos, but also joy. You know, great joy because you always yeah. looked like it was under control, like organised chaos. Well, I, if I'm really honest, I mean it. It was it was really good fun, and when you look back at toddlerdom, um, you really miss it. Like when you look at, back at other people's kids, and you think, oh, I really miss it when my kids were like that. But I constantly, and I know other working women will identify, I just constantly felt guilty because literally I was the most, um, a bit like you, once I got clean off drink and drugs, I was the most conscientious worker. I, I loved my job. I wanted to do well. I'm a proper teacher's pet. I'm very compliant. I wanted my employers to love me so much they wanted to employ me again. I worked my ass off 17 hours a day. And then I had a baby and I was like, oh my God, I don't want to work anymore. Like, 
I do. And I, I you know, as the breadwinner, I, I, I knew I had to work, but I, I was like, it's the desire that, that kind of ambition, where's it gone? And luckily I had Big Brother and Big Brother had spin-offs and I was really busy with that, but I could work three days a week. So for the for the first 10 years, basically, of their lives and all of them being born, I was doing a three-day week. I got offered the Capital Radio Breakfast Show. Did I remember I, I was doing Big Brother and I um, when Chris Tarrant left. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I... I I done I done a week's cover and I'd enjoyed it so much. I'd had the greatest week. I had an amazing producer. She was fantastic. I loved it. it. Must have been so tempting. And I turned it. Well, it was my dream job. I cried when I turned it down. But I just thought How with Big Brother three yeah. days a week and going into London. I lived in the country. Well, you'd have to move to London, yeah, but, wouldn't you? And that's the thing. And and you know while you're saying all of that, I just didn't want to do that. I just used to mention Chris Tarrant, and we used to, Chris and I used to mm. share a PA, so I know how hard he worked and what he did. Mm. And a bloke wouldn't have those decisions to make that no. you did, you know. And I talk about that a lot to to anybody that will listen, um, because no, a bloke doesn't have the same kind of thing where he feels like he can't say yes to a job. He would just say yes to a job and let's find a way of making it work. Whereas I would be like, I don't know if I can physically be away from my kids for that amount of time. And how are you finding split parenting now? Kind of, you know, having... Oh, with Matthew and I? Yeah, I mean, we're... We, the first, I mean, obviously, when you split up with somebody, it's it's hard. And I'm not going to talk about it um, just because Matthew doesn't have a space where he can talk about it. So it's not really fair to do that. But it was hard on both of us. And we are in a much um, better But do you have time where you, all the kids are away? Or are you, how do you, do you have time where you're so able to be on your own? What's weird is that Holly is obviously 19, so she can... Matthew, basically, with Holly and Tilly, he just organises to see them whenever he wants because mm-hmm. they're, they're yeah. free They're free adults, agents. effectively. Yeah, and um, Chester does every every Wednesday and every other weekend with his dad. Um, so, But Chester sometimes will go and spend the day with his dad on that weekend and want to come home in the evening. He's, it's all very flexible. Yeah. Like if, it's my, if it's my weekend and Matthew wants to see him, I'll just go... He'll go, can I take Chester out for lunch? I'll go, yeah, or there was rugby on this Saturday... And Matthew was like, I'm going to come pick up Chester, go and watch the rugby yeah. at my house. I was like, yeah, yeah, go, go. So as they're teenagers, it's, it's, and you've obviously got to a place where, where you can kind of do things in a more kind of relaxed way. It's a lot easier, uh, I suppose, than when they're very little. You have to be very formal about things. So do you yes, feel... much easier yeah. in terms of splitting, splitting up with somebody because basically then it's down to, down to your teenagers to organise it with their dad. I always just say, call your dad. Sort it, you know, sort it out with your dad. I'm sure, you know, you, you talked in the past about um, going to uh, marriage guidance uh, counselling and all that. And you set off on that journey expecting to be the age you are now, heading into old age with somebody, right? So and, and I don't want you to, you know, talk about detail, but have you felt a sense of grief about that and the loss of that life you thought you were going to have? Do you know, it's interesting. I think when, when, when people split up, I feel like... A gr- the grieving happens when the relationship's breaking down. The relationship is never breaking down for one person and not the other. I, it doesn't matter how no, much denial yeah. there is around anywhere. If it's breaking down for one person, the other person's going to be feeling it, mm. even if, if... And if it's breaking down for both of you, it, you're grieving then because something's going really wrong and you, you go and try and get help and it doesn't work. And, 
like you could just feel that there's just it's just gone and that's what I think is is sad really is that you, you know but that's when you do the grieving I think when um, I I'm stepping into very dangerous territory because I keep thinking somebody's going to take this out of context and put it in a paper because I'm not, I can't, I just can't talk about Matthews and my divorce. It's not right for him. But I, I, all I can say is that when people split up, they generally do the grieving before, before they leave because that's when the, that, that's why you leave. And I know friends of mine who were on the verge of divorce and, you know, lockdowns, like, made them reassess everything and they're staying together. Hi, Kenny. Um, <laughs> Davina says, hi, Kenny. He tried to, to creep through there past the I Victoria saw. Beckham trousers. Did you recognise the saw. legs? <laughs> I saw your legs. Lots of love. You look amazing. Thanks. Yeah, so, you know, for lots of people, it's been the death knell uh, in their relationship. But for lots of people, it's been a reassessment and... Um, actually, you know, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Oh, we've got on much better. And I always, that makes me so happy to hear that. How, so how long had you been going out with Michael when, when everything locked down? Like, how long how was your relationship quite cemented? Um, so we were, yes. I mean, I've known him for 22 years. Right. So, so lockdown didn't bring any surprises? Not not really. Like, I, and we were, we were locked down first time around, we were locked down apart. So we spent 10 weeks apart and we did all our podcast together but on zoom and that was very difficult but also kind of amazing you know when I saw him again it was really lovely and then the second time around he's one he's in my bubble so that because we work together all the time and I'm working so he does my hair all the time and so he is uh he's with me wow and are you really happy do you feel really uh yeah yeah, you see, yeah. I'm, it was nice seeing you together the other day in the back. He was in the background, and obviously, there's just a lovely kind of a real sense of um, I don't know, like like you have known each other for twenty years. It doesn't feel yeah, like yeah, it's you're... an e- there's an ease definitely. Yeah, but obviously yeah. a huge attraction, which could nicely bring us on to Doctor Harper, who um, this is going to be I the best ever. I can't I'm... tell you how excited I am. Shut up. She's, we can see her. Doctor uh, She sat in front of a nice dark red wall with pictures yeah she's her. she's really pulled it out the bag with the uh yeah with the, with the office backdrop. wall look uh, yeah. my head is h- hiding a damp patch <laughs> oh so it is <laughs> in in my this is a rental i just want to let you know i'm I was in gonna a say, rental a damp patch in your Not forever my dream home, home. <laughs> yeah but uh, we're going to talk about libido because um yeah a couple of my friends one of my girlfriends um she was telling me she'd spoken to a friend of hers who's a doctor and and apparently um People who think that their libido's kind of gone off a cliff and everything end up splitting up with their husband and then they meet somebody else and lo and behold, their libido's fine. And actually there was nothing wrong with their libido. It was just they'd come to the end of their line kind of sexually with the person they were with before, um, which is, you know, and she's she was my friend. Uh, I won't give her a name, obviously, because this is private. Because she's saying she adores her husband. She was like, but you know, so is it libido or is it just him? You know, what I think is really interesting is that when we are in our late 20s, early 30s, biology and human nature is telling us to find a mate mm, mm-hmm. to procreate I mean, biological clock, mine was so freaking loud. I mean, <laughs> I was like, inseminate me, give me a baby. And even Matthew, when he met me, he said <laughs> that he told his mum he'd met a breeder. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> he but did. I think in later life, if we're talking midpoint, you know, in midpoint, when you are past having babies biologically, you are not looking to procreate. You are looking for something completely different. Like you're looking for a connection yeah. on a different level. And that whether that's in the sack or whether that's for your brain or whether that's for both, if you're very lucky. Dr. Harper. Yay. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Oh, hello. I'm good. How are you? Are you well? Yes, I'm really well, actually. Thank you. Yeah. Davina was just had just made the excellent point that uh, after um, kind of in the midpoint midlife, you don't uh, you're not looking for a partner to breed with anymore. Uh, it has to be something different because we're talking about libido. Um, and obviously, if you I was talking about like you're looking to connect physically and mentally, but without biologically going, you have to impregnate me. It's a different form of connection. It's like yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I I agree with you. You're not looking for a, you know, a baby father. You know, you're looking for someone for yourself. You know, in a kind of greedy way. You know, it's time for you. It's time to shine, and it's time to have fun too. So, in terms of the biology of of uh, the the hormonal kind of drop off that happens, uh, explain to us biologically what's going on with our sex hormones. So it is a strange time, you know, we're saying it's time for us, but then our bodies are slightly doing things against the grain. So our ovaries, which produce our um, female sort of sexual hormones, oestrogen and progesterone, they start to decline in a very fluctuating manner. That's called perimenopause. And also testosterone, our, our hormone for energy, drive and libido, by the time we're at our midpoint in our 40s, um, it's dropped by 50% from our 20s. So, you know, our bodies are slightly going against the grain, even though it's time for us. That's so interesting because we were just saying that biologically in your 20s, you are just out there hunting a father. Yeah, but you are. And you have that drive and, you know, you're building your career. Um, so, you know, there's a lot going on at that time, yes. But it's, it can, you can easily rectify that with regard to kind of the hormonal balance if you choose to go down the road of, of having HRT you can you can either just go for a bit of testosterone or you could have all three hormones you don't if you wanted if it was the libido in particular would you just be going for testosterone the guidelines are that you shouldn't just have testosterone but the thing is you know sometimes it can just help the nice guidelines say testosterone should be provided for or given for um, um, low libido uh, hypoactive sexual desire disorder so I think you know usually I would say libido or loss of libido is multifactorial. Go for it, Davina. What, what did you just say? The hypo... <laughs> oh, hypoactive, hypoactive sexual desire disorder. Oh, okay. Hypo, not hyper. So, but, but libido is quite multifactorial at this point because so many things are happening in midpoint, aren't they? So many changes are going on because of our hormones. Weight gain, low mood anxiety, not sleeping, not feeling sexy. And then these hormonal changes also cause vaginal dryness and irritation. Go on, Davina. Well, I've just got to say, Dr. Harper, that vaginal dryness was something that nobody talks about because obviously it's just not nice to talk about. But that happened to me and it was horrible. There is something so unsexy about being completely dry sex becomes painful you have to use lube you feel less than you feel like uh if you get turned on nothing happens like it's so unbelievably depressing and that was one of um the unspoken joys of taking hrt is that 
you know, that came back. It, it yeah. comes back. So can you, if, with vaginal dryness, you could be turned on in any, every other way, but but that doesn't happen. It so might basically a bit, you it feel... Might a bit, but it's just not... Not, not enough. enough. Yeah. And so that then, that in turn for the man makes him feel like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough. But it's like, it's not that. It's just medical. I can't do anything about it. Or even things like wiping yourself after you've had a wee. There's no lubricant there for the paper to slide against. So it's like, or oh, when you're running, chafing. It's horrific. So how long did you tolerate that for, Davina, before you went? To- oh, like... I mean, two months. I, I've literally got the tolerance of a like a newt. I can't. I can't. Newts are very famous for being very intolerant. Yeah. I mean, by that point, I was I was kind of coming to the end of uh, a, a year of emotional and physical kind of disaster. I'd gone off the edge of a cliff. I'd talked to a few people. I talked to a friend of mine, and um, it was funny. I talked to my stepmom. She said, "I can't really remember." Like. I was like, come on, you've got to tell me this stuff. You're, this is your job. Help me. Um, <laughs> so I had to ask lots of people my age. And eventually somebody said, go talk to your uh, doctor. Talk to my doctor. They said, you know, just see how it goes. See how it goes. I kept getting to see how it goes. I was like, I am going to I'm going to throttle someone or I'm going to have a car crash because I've forgotten something. Or I'm just so foggy that it, this is not normal. I couldn't work anymore. So I went to go and see um, a male gynaecologist who put me on HRT, both. Um, and then a year later, uh, suggested testosterone, which was the probably the just the icing on the cake that was the game changer for me personally. And um, a lot of people uh, still hold Dr. Harper at HRT with, with kind of a really negative kind of mindset. And it had a lot of bad press. Tell us why things are different now and what's changed. It does really infuriate me. And sometimes I wonder, is it some kind of male conspiracy theory to keep us women in our place? Um, and it's because it did have a bad press and rightly so about 20 years ago. I mean, the doses were different. It was made from horses' urine. I mean, now we have so much nicer, natural, regulated, evidence-based HRT. And I think the thing that the press keeps sort of harping on about is breast cancer, breast cancer, breast cancer. You know, one in eight women do get breast cancer, but, you know, women don't die from breast cancer. Six times more women die from cardiovascular disease. And we know HRT is protective towards that. You know, Davina's talked about her brain fog. And um, that's, again, because of low estrogen. So HRT can be protective and help with that. And considering brain fog causes a lot of women to change their roles in work or leave work, then they lose that financial well-being. Mm-hmm. Also, um, you know, with HRT now, we know that it has protective effects. So, you know, I've talked about heart, brain, but there's also bone health as well, osteoporosis. You know, one in two women um, have osteoporosis after menopause. One in two? Yeah, or, or, or <gasps> one in three, if they're not treated. So, you know, they can have a sharp um, drop in estrogen, causes a loss of bone mineral density. So I think we need to really put out a positive message for um, HRT, for those women who can take it and it's about weighing up the pros versus the cons yes it does increase your risk you know we have to say that because we can't say definitely not but it decreases your risk of heart disease dementia osteoporosis it also decreases your overall risk of all cause cancers by about 18 percent in your lifetime so you know you have to weigh it up 
You have to weigh up. And I often say to women, look, you know, you're feeling sluggish, you're feeling tired, you're not motivated, you're, you're not going out exercising and you're gaining weight. And obesity actually has a higher risk of breast cancer rather than HRT. So which one do you want? And and if so that story right. was put out there, I think um, on a more balanced kind of so level, right. a balanced way, I, I just I just think it would be so much healthier because mm. you alluded to the kind of you know conspiracy of the patriarchy, which I honestly I you know I think there is an element to that when you look at these kind of stories that get banded around, you, you know you feel like well hang on a second, as we've discussed before, Dr. Harper. First of all, GPs until very recently didn't have any training in menopause. So you could be a GP and train for all those years and not have one morning, which is specifically geared towards menopause. So there's a good chance your GP might be a man, you know, and who isn't um, necessarily interested himself in it because he's never had to kind of be interested. And so unless you get lucky with your, your GP, um, it, the chances are you might not get somebody who's telling you what you've just described, which it feels like potluck, doesn't it? And actually, antidepressants lower your libido, or they don't, or they um, stop you from orgasming. So actually, you know, they have negative side effects. So here we are talking about libido and sex, and some women are treated with antidepressants, and it's having a a negative effect on that. And yet, we know sex is good for you. Let's end the podcast there. Um, and there's so many takeouts <laughs> from today. I, I I know you can't talk about patients specifically, but one of the things that I've remembered from meeting you, Dr. Harper, was a patient in her 80s, Davina. Two, two patients, yes. 80 and 82, you know, who's having, you know, a very active, healthy sex life. Yes! That makes me so happy. Yeah, and not worrying about getting pregnant, she isn't. <laughs> and not worrying about it. And I bet, because I do feel like the older you get the freer you are with your physique and your body. You're not ashamed or embarrassed about your lumps and bumps anymore. I always say, like, I haven't got the body of a 20-year-old anymore, but I love the body that I've got, which is great, and you know. you can let somebody else love it until your late yes. 80s and beyond. Yes. 90s. Uh, Dr. Harper, as always, a, an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for that. You're so brilliant at just kind of distilling things and and giving fact and I, I know you've got loads of women and men who want to speak to you and have their lives changed by you today so you go and do what you do best thank you so much take care bye. see you later bye one of my main re- i didn't want to turn i felt myself getting this sh- kind of short-tempered and i didn't want to become kind of angry you know and i felt it was like and also the brain fog thing you alluded to it earlier I sometimes like I did the London Marathon this year I was live for eight and a half hours without an autocue you know I have to my brain has to quickly kind of remember things recall things and I can't afford to not remember somebody's name or you know all those things oh my so, god Gabby wait 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 wait. just say that again eight and a half eight hours eight and a half hours yeah live no autocue yeah and uh, oh so, my god so constantly you know you and if I want to keep doing that job which I do want to keep doing that job you are so good oh, at your job not, Gabby. no no I didn't, I didn't you are so this bit amazing. will be edited out um so no, I, it won't. <laughs> keep it in and I keep it and in. it's really important for me that, that we are visible women like us are visible and we're not just removed from you know kind of the front line of whatever it is whether we're working in banking or law or education that we keep being there so um I just want to know before we go what is the best part about getting older Basically, I think it's about um, feeling uh, happier in your own skin. And 
I'm definitely in a much better place than I was. And watching Jane Fonda last night at 84 makes me think it's only going to get better. Yes, I think that's... And that's what's so great. That is like, perfect synergy. If we can stay fit and healthy, our lives are only going to get better. This is such great news because I used to look at 50s and think it's over. When you turn 50, it's over. And I feel like it's my duty to live my best life to show all the 30, 40, even 20 year olds that life. What's Kenny doing? Oh, was that? Could you hear him? That was a big, that was, was a, a sigh. Yeah, it was like a big he sigh. Like he yeah. was sort of, he Kenny, was like your sigh. Davina like, could hear your sigh there. Just, um, what was emails, this? Emails. Emails. Just emails popping uh, into his inbox. Uh, just, it, was, it was one of those. It was like, emails. Kenny's he's brilliant at talking, but he's dyslexic and he hates an email. It's like, oh, God. Yeah, Davina was just doing a wonderful monologue, Kenny, and you interrupted her fantastic monologue. <laughs> Uh, no, I think starting on on, on um, Jane Fonda and finishing on Jane Fonda feels like the perfect bookend to this podcast, really. And um, we'll call this the Jane Fonda episode. And then yeah, the Jane Fonda episode. And then people will go, "Oh, well, she what? Davina McCall was there, but I I never heard Jane Fonda. She's uh, oh, you've been such a, a joy. And those sentiments that you said there, I think, just perfectly encapsulate why I was motivated to do this whole thing in the first place because yeah I, I, exactly i feel it's so good really really passionate about that so thank you so much davina for your time your I wisdom you. i love you too and i love your you've moved your head i love your damp patch i love your tie-dye tracksuit bottoms <laughs> i love your sunny vagina tracksuit bottoms sunny vagina <laughs> oh there are so many takeouts for the i uh... talked a lot about vaginas on this podcast <laughs> This is not good. The Daily no. Mail are going to have a field day. <laughs> Thank you so much. You. Thank you. Lots of love. Bye. Love you. Bye. 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 I always love Davina's honesty and candidness, and I think it makes her so relatable to people, doesn't it? She's such a trooper and knows that seeing the fun and even the darkest moments in life is vital. And she always wants to help other people too, which I think is really the motivation behind her new venture, the YouTube channel, Davina, with which I wish her enormous success. Thank you so much then, Davina, for giving your time up to Dr. Shazadi Harper as well for her wonderful advice, to Solgar, who have over 300 minerals and vitamins ready to boost your immune system in the cold winter months. I'm currently taking vitamin D3. And thank you to Anushka Tate for producing this episode. And of course, to you for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.